Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Our Father and our God, King of Glory, we come before you tonight and we ask sincerely that your Holy Spirit comes to our aid, gives us brevity, insight, understanding. That tonight, my Father, we will, as we go through Scripture, you will give hope so that we are reassured that not only are you there, but you are in absolute control of everything we are going through. My Father and my God, tonight we come before you and we glorify you. We praise you and we really genuinely exalt you. Tonight, oh Lord, glorify your name. In Jesus' most holy name, we have prayed. Amen. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read through. So like I said, our scripture for tonight is, and I'll put it in the chat, 2 Peter chapter 1, reading from verses 1, and we're going to stop at verse 11. So we're not reading the whole thing. We're just going to go through a whole, um, we're just going to go through that section. So that's, so that everybody has been, so that's what we're going to do. And I'm going to read from the King James version of the Bible. And then I will use um, the Amplified Bible as we go through to teach it, to explain it. There's loads of things there that I'm sure that you'll be able to get your, teeth into one of the things i wanted to mention was i hope everybody has something to write on like a journal um something that you can make notes with um so this is this is my journal you'll notice it's quite <laughs> it's taken quite a beating this is the one i've used from the beginning of the year um and so i'll finish that up in the next few days and then we'll go on to a new one but i hope you've got something to write on and hope you can take notes um god will be kind um by virtue of tonight what we'll do ladies and gentlemen please if you have any questions like i said pop them into the chat um as we go it makes the whole evening absolutely more interactive and we can have a great time hope you're enjoying it okay so let's let's read the bible second peter chapter one and i'm going to read the king james version of the bible and it makes it easier to explain um, for this evening. And so the Bible says the following. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. According as his divine power has hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be, ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. 
Verse 11, and this is where we stop. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, the reason I, I wanted to use the King James Version of the Bible to, to present it to us tonight, it, it, we, if we follow it um, verse by verse, it's going to be one of those Bible studies where we just go verse by verse in uh, along with a particular scripture. Now, remember, our focus is hope. That is an expectation of good, a connection to an expectation of God's good, that it will show up. And so we're going to have a look at that. So let's go. Um, we do have our declarations in about six minutes. Um, and so we'll take those. But let's start with verse one. The Bible says, um, and so these are the things that jumped out at me when I read through it. And the Bible says the following, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of, our, of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The first thing I want you to remember, ladies and gentlemen, is this, that the faith that we have, our right standing, and when, when the Bible says righteousness, it's indicative of right standing. That means in front of God, where if God was to assess you, there will be absolutely nothing missing. He will be completely satisfied. And the Bible says through the righteousness of God, that means it's God has given you something that he worked for or that he made possible. And the first thing there is righteousness. And so you, we are righteous, not because of something that we have done. We are righteous through the actions that God has taken through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that righteousness has been extended to us. And this is really good news as we come into the new year. That means all the benefits of us being righteous men, and you'll find them all over the Bible, um, all over the Bible, you'll begin to realize that that righteousness has been given. It's been given. And the righteousness that we have is the is given by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you turn in your Bibles to Second um, Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen. So let me go down a bit. Yes. So I'll I'll turn here and and, and I'll turn in the Amplified Bible. So Second Corinthians five, and we're going to have a look at verse. 17. Oh, sorry. We're going to have a look at verse 21. 17 is wonderful. Um, the Bible says for all of us are new creatures in Jesus Christ, the oldest passed away. Wonderful scripture. But our focus is, um, and I'll put it in the chat now, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. Okay, so this is what we're looking at. And I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. The Bible says the following. It says, for our sake, he made Christ virtually to be sin who knew no sin. So that in and through him, we might become endured with, viewed as being in and examples of the righteousness of God. What we ought to be approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness and so ladies and gentlemen the first thing we notice is that we find in this scripture is that we have obtained that means we have been given precious faith the faith that we have that allowed us to access the righteousness of god is a gift it's a gift of god ephesians chapter 2 reading from verse 8 the um, reading verses 8 and 9 the bible says very clearly that you have been saved by grace through faith and that it's not by works. It's not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. And so the faith that we have that allows us to access that and a relationship with Jesus Christ actually comes from God himself. So that's really good news. But the good news I want us to take into 
um, the, to start off for today is this, and this is why one of the reasons we have hope is we have been made righteous. The Bible says through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been made righteous. The benefits of a righteous man are quite interesting. Um, and we'll, let's have a look at a couple just as we come up to our declarations. Um, and so we're going to have a look at a couple. So I'm going to ask you to turn to Psalm 34. Psalm 34 is, is a really good one. And so we're going to pick on that. Um, the first one is Psalm 34. I'll put that in. So Psalm 34. And let's have a look at verse 15. And so Psalm 34, verse 15, the Bible says, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. No matter what comes next year, no matter what comes from today forward, the righteousness of God granted to you and I through Jesus Christ gives us the audacity to come before God and pray knowing that God will hear us. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. That means God pays attention to you because you are the righteousness of God. He made you so. He made you his child. The relationship we have with him is through him. Okay, can we put our declarations up? And so we'll take our declarations now. It's 7.14. And so ladies and gentlemen, let's say this together. Oh Lord, we are your people called by your name. We humble ourselves, we pray and seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways, hear from heaven, Lord, forgive our sins and heal our land. In Jesus's name, we pray. We declare that our land is healed in the name of of Jesus and everybody said amen and so we really are excited about these declarations we really are it's um something that we we have to really hold on to God's been very kind very very kind and it's changing the life of our nation we will see it we really will and so ladies and gentlemen let's have a look so Psalm 34 verse 15 good news and this is where our hope is built our expectation that every, God will be there for us. This is the one of the foundations of that expectation in that God will come through, which is what our hope is, is that he has made us righteous. He has given us a righteousness that allows him to be our father, okay? And so the Bible says two things. Number one, his eyes are on you and his ears are open to your cry. So as you go into the, into the new year, the confidence, one of the things you, it should give you confidence is, I am the righteousness of God. And if you say that every single day, it's really a blessing, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so it doesn't matter what the circumstances say or what anybody else says, you can hold on to that and it will help you, it will help keep your faith going, okay? All right, so there are a couple of scriptures talking about righteousness just to drive it home and then we'll move on. Psalms 34 verse 17, the Bible says, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Now, this is key. No matter what comes next year, when you lift your voice in prayer, righteousness gives you a foundation. The frame right standing, it is a place of a place where if you are standing, you are granted audience before God. You, ladies and gentlemen, are the righteousness of God. One of the things I would encourage um, over the next few few weeks, especially while we take a break over the Christmas holidays, do a study on righteousness. Realize one of the big benefits of you being a believer is that you are the righteousness of God. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that's the Bible says that we've obtained precious faith through the righteousness of God. And this is where our hope comes from. 
So the second thing that pops out, and um, I'll just go through it verse by verse. The Bible says grace, grace, um, second Peter one, verse two. So let's go to verse two. And this is what I notice, And it says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. Now let's put this in context. <clears throat> no matter what you face, if we look at the Bible, the Bible says grace and peace. That is God's peace where God is present and God makes you whole. The Bible says they are multipliable. So if you're facing a challenge that is too big for you, the Bible says grace and peace can be multiplied. And it's multiplied in two ways. The knowledge of God, that's the knowledge of God, your father, and through Jesus Christ, our Lord, because he has given us access to all that God is. So He's. He, this is the beautiful thing about everything that God is, the uh, our ability to access all of it is because we are in Christ Jesus. And so the more we, when you need grace and peace to be multiplied, when you're going through a challenge or when you're going through a, a difficult time and you want, if you want to know that God is there, you want God's assistance, you want God's grace, ladies and gentlemen, the knowledge of God. Your time in the Bible is priceless it's not you, you remember the knowledge of god the things that you need to know about god are in the bible um and the more you know the more grace and peace will be multiplied unto you so that and i'll give you an an, an example <clears throat> um excuse me a few years ago um we went down from two incomes to one income as a family through a, a variety of reasons. I had no idea what to do. Um, um, we were struggling on two incomes and we went down to one income and it was going to be for a while. And I turned to the Lord and I said, what do I do? And he said, find everything regarding provision, speaking about, because it was my worry, my concern was provision. And I was genuinely worried. And he said, find everything that I've said about provision, write it down. And so I did. So I pulled all the scriptures together and I recorded them. So every single day I would listen to them. I can be honest in that particular season of my life up till today, God has come through regarding provision. Most times, and this is what I want you to remember it starts with a reassurance that God is in control. This is how God wants to provide. This is what God wants. And that got us through. So because I wanted, I needed help every single day, what I did was I recorded it and I listened to it every day. And it gave me the grace to get through that season. And I want to say the same to you. Take the declarations that you make seriously. Take your Bible study seriously. Read the Bible every day. Find a new way. I mean, if you find that, um, like I, I enjoy reading the King James Version of the Bible, but let me be practical. If you enjoy reading other versions, please do. Please, please, please read the Bible. The Bible says grace and peace will be multiplied to you through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So really, really good. Um, so really, really good. It gives you a reassurance. Um, as somebody has mentioned, it gives you a reassurance of this is what God is and this is how he will do it. So let's go to verse three. The Bible then says, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Pause for a moment. Now, this is a really interesting verse. The reason I say it's a very interesting verse is the Bible says, God has given us all things concerning life and godliness. That means my interaction with God or my relationship with God, that's godliness, reproducing God's character, reproducing God's personality. That's godliness. 
But the Bible also says that everything concerning life, God has given us already. It's already granted. Now, let's understand, keep this, keep this in mind. That means when you go to God asking for something, you are not asking for something he is going to give you. You are asking for something that he has given you for a very simple reason. Everything that God has, has been given to Jesus Christ. You and I, ladies and gentlemen, are in Jesus Christ. So let's have a look at that. Um, let's have a look at that. I'll, we'll look at that in a, a particular scripture. Turn with me to John chapter 16, verses 13 to 15. And if there's any scripture that has revolutionized my prayer life it's this is one of them um and i'm going to read it i'll read it in the passion translation the bible says the following john chapter 16 verses 13 to 15 so that's john 16 13 to 15 so just to keep everybody going The Bible says, but when the truth giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak his own message, but only what he hears from the father. And he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. He will glorify me on the earth for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. So this is Jesus speaking. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will glorify him on the earth because he will receive from what is already his and he will reveal it to you and I. And the Bible says, everything that belongs to the father belongs to me. This is Jesus Christ speaking. That is why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and will reveal it to you. So everything that God has, has been conferred or granted to the son absolutely everything and you and i ladies and gentlemen in jesus christ have full access to everything that god has made available and it's what that says is notice what the bible says that all things that pertain unto life and godliness all the things that you need and this is where your hope must come from your hope and your expectation is not that god is going to do something He's, he's not going to do something when you ask. He has already done something in Jesus Christ that you benefit from when you ask. And we'll look at that in a minute. But remember this, all, Jesus said, everything's been given unto me. And the Bible says, all things have been given unto you and I. All things that pertain unto life, everything you need concerning life, everything you need concerning to be a husband, a wife, a mother, a friend, an employee, an employer, an entrepreneur, a student, whatsoever it may be, everything is covered in scripture. Absolutely everything is covered in scripture. The Bible also says all things concerning godliness. My relationship to God, my relationship with God is completely 150% covered in the Bible. And it's something that's already been done through Jesus Christ. And we we could talk about that, but I'll, I'll just show you one thing. And this is key. The Bible says, so when you go to God, your expectation, your assurance must be, God, you've already done this. So when I come to ask for healing, it's already granted. When I come to ask for prosperity, it is already granted. When I come to ask for guidance, assurance, strength, confidence, the ability to start again, it has already been granted. Now, why is this important? That means even the only thing that I'm working with is timing. So Lord, I'll just, I can come with an assurance that you have granted it to me. Now, there's one verse of scripture that I love that seems to drive this home and it's two chapters back. John chapter 14, reading from verses 12. John chapter 14, reading from verses 12. And I'm going to read um, verses 12 to 14. John 14, 12 to 14. Um, and I'll read it in the old King James and then I, I will read it also. If, you would, um, if there's something unclear, I'll explain. John 14, verse 12 to 14. 
Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Then Jesus says the following, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. So what? where's my hope and confidence? My hope and confidence is that Jesus has been granted all things, but I have access to all those things through the name of Jesus Christ. It's as simple as somebody giving you, let's say a very wealthy person, gives you their credit card and or a card or their bank card and says you know what go into this particular shop as long as you show this card you can have whatever you want that person worked for everything okay that person worked for everything and i want you to begin to realize the bible then says that he's given you access to all of it and so all you have to do is go in and ask and that's key and so, ladies and gentlemen, as our base scripture in 2 Peter chapter 1, reading from verse 3, the Bible says, God has given unto us all things pertaining unto life and godliness through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's turn back there. So 2 Peter, let's keep going. There are loads of things I would love to pick up on. Okay, verse 4. Now, this is really, really important. So, I'm going to read verse four. I'm just going to make sure I've got it open in verse four. Fantastic. The Bible says, whereby are given unto us great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Pause for a moment. And this is why I, I really wanted to, <clears throat> looking forward to explaining the scripture. The access God has given you to all his resources, all his benefits, all his abilities, and this is so important, I will write the scripture here for you. Um, I'm just writing it in. Second Peter 1 verse 4. There we go. Okay. So we're looking at Second Peter 1 verse 4. So we're continuing in that study. So we come to um, the section in Second Peter where it, he comes to the end of a thought. And he says, everything I've just said, God has given you access to all that he has won, all that he has, and all that he has conferred on Jesus through the following, exceeding great and precious promises. The promises of God, through those promises, this is why Pastor Agu's series is so, so important. And I, I, I'm, I, I really pray, if, if this is your first time at, um, on a Jesus House platform, and this is the first time that you're spending time with us, you're most welcome. But you can catch up with the podcast and you can catch up with the services on YouTube and stuff like that. Pastor Agu's been taking us on a journey on the journey into the promises of God. Amazing, amazing series. This is key. So, as we go into the new year, what is God saying? That the promises are the bridges that God will give you access to all that He has. So what's the foundation? What's my hope made up of? My hope or my expectation of good is made up of the assurances and the promises that God has granted to me. And that builds my hope. So um, let's look at, we're going to look at one. The Bible says, let me just pause. Let me go over that again, that the promises are exceeding great and precious. They're amazing promises. And that by these, notice it's really important that the foundation of your interaction with the Lord and all that he provides are by 
promises. And the Bible says they give you the ability whereby the very nature, ability, and the benefits of God are granted to you and I. We step into, quote unquote, the God class. The benefits and resources that God would get in your situation come to us. So, so I, I, I really love this scripture, but let's have a look at one. Let's have a look at a practical one. Um, so turn in your Bibles, please, um, to Psalms. Let's grab one promise. Let's go to um, Psalm 34. And we're going to have a look at verse 7. So this is a promise of God. The Bible says, the angel of the Lord encamps around them that fear him and delivereth them so if we read that in the in the bible in basic english just to get a sense the bible says the following the angel of the lord is ever watching over those who have fear of him to keep them safe so pause so this is a promise now I might be confronted with something that really scares me. I might be going through a difficult time. I might be going through a change of life. I might be going through the loss of a loved one. I might be going through a change of career. I might be going through a situation where I am nervous or I am afraid. The promise that God has given me is as follows that the angel of the Lord is ever watching over those who have fear of him. That means I am never, ever, ever, ever alone. And as long as I believe that promise, it gives me access to two things, assistance of angels. And now, <laughs> oh, the assistance where God demonstrates his power through his armies and the Bible also says that his aim is to keep you safe, irrespective of what's going on around you, that the angel of the Lord will is watching over you. Now, there are loads of stories we could tell, but I want you to realize everything the Bible says is true. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to know is that, that promise gives you the confidence to stand in front of whatever scares you and say, God is watching over me. It might be a new season in your career. It might be a new season in school. It might be, an, you might be stepping into marriage for the first time. You might be spending your first days as a parent. You might be just literally, you may have just be expecting a child and you're wondering, can I handle this? Hear me well. The Bible says that the angel of the Lord, when the Bible says the angel of the Lord, it's a representative statement, both of uh, his angels, yes, but mostly of the Lord himself watching over you to keep you safe. And this is a promise. So when you now see somebody that in the face of great danger has an assurance or a confidence that doesn't seem to make any sense, they have held on to a promise just like this. And that's just one. There are thousands. And the Bible says it gives us the ability to access the divine nature. How? If I now begin to declare over my life every day that God, the promise of God says, you are watching over me and you will keep me safe because I fear you. I hold you in reverence and awe. That experience will become my reality. So when others are terrified, I won't be. And all of a sudden, people will begin to realize that, my goodness, you're different. That's what it means to that the nature of the Lord will be extended to you through his promises. Now, think about it. Whatsoever you are asking God for, whatsoever you're looking to God for, there's a promise for it. This was, and now, my hope or my expectation is based upon that promise. 
So when I'm in a situation where I am afraid, I have a promise from God that he's watching over me and he will keep me safe. That means as long as he says go forward, I may go forward into things that other people may find terrified. I might be brave enough to change my career. I might be brave enough to change jobs. I might be brave enough to change locations. I might be brave enough to do the things that I've been dreaming about for a while. I might be brave enough to do the things that God has planned for me. This is what the Bible says. So 2 Peter chapter 1, the beautiful thing about it is he says, listen, the foundation of your hope are the promises that God has given you. Hope is not abstract. It is made up of promises, the assurances that God has given you concerning a situation. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is not tied to any season, neither is it tied to any year. This is accessible to you as long as Jesus Christ is Lord, irrespective of what happens next year, the promises of God will work on your behalf. Amen. And so this is one of the beautiful things about Second Peter chapter one, verse four. So one of the other things I wanted to talk about today. Um, so let's go back to Second Peter chapter one. I could spend a lot of time there. I'm not going to. I'm going to spend for a few minutes now from verse five down to verse seven peter tells us what we need to do and so let's look at that for a few minutes and then um, we'll take questions okay okay i've got a very I'll, I'll pause before i go into that the uh, the question says the following if you declare safety on yourself every day does that mean nothing evil like dying can happen to you now this is a fantastic question. First things first, if you declare safety like that over your life, it the, what the Bible says is very key. It says the Lord is watching over you and he will keep you safe. But notice there are two things. Sometimes when the Lord keeps you safe, he causes something not to happen. So I'll, um, to give you an example, the, if the Lord, you, when you read Acts chapter 13, Paul and Silas were about to, or Paul and Barnabas were about to go on a journey and the Lord said, don't go into Asia. So that means there was something in front of them that could not happen. Ezra chapter 8 so Ezra chapter 8, reading from, if you read Ezra chapter 8, reading from 21 down to about 24, you realize Ezra asked the Lord that, Lord, we're going on a long journey. Can you cause the following not to happen, that we will not be attacked and we will, us and our little ones will arrive safely? So the Bible says that God did what they asked. That means they made the journey through dangerous territory and nothing happened. But this is what I want you to remember. And this is why you've got to, to keep this in mind. God can also sometimes keep you safe in the midst of a nightmare. So sometimes a nightmare happens and God will keep you safe, even though you would have rather not gone through it. Now, and also let's keep this in mind. When we say dying, Dying is not God being out of control. Dying is where a person transitions from the natural to the supernatural, from the current to the eternal. And so what you begin to realize, and God is in absolute control of that passage. So when the Bible says, I will keep you safe, does that mean you will never die? That's not what God promises. He says, irrespective, when your time's up and you do cross over to be with me into eternity, I will make sure I'm there for you and I'll take you from here into eternity. So what we must realize, sometimes things happen. Notice, let's use Joseph's story. We've used it, Pastor Doc explained it beautifully, so I'll use that as an example. You realize in Genesis 39, Joseph finds himself in a nightmare. 
But Genesis 39, reading from verses one and two, the Bible says God is with him and God creates an oasis around him in the middle of a nightmare. So this is a brilliant, brilliant question. Brilliant question. Uh, Rita, thank you. That's a great, that's a great scripture. Isaiah 43 verse two. So please keep this in mind that God keeps us safe. Sometimes he stops the nightmare happening. Sometimes the nightmare happens, but God will keep you safe through it. Notice many of us would have liked not to go through a pandemic, but God will keep you in the midst of it. He's not out of control not out of control okay so let's keep that in mind um another good question can one die before their appointed time or is one immortal until their appointed time actually let's keep that in mind so let's let's have a look at that because it's interesting when we think about death let's understand you may have an appointed time whereby god says it's 70 years. You're going to be here for 70 or 95 years, maybe 140, depending on what you're praying for. But if you abuse your body and you choose to disobey the Lord, then your journey on earth can be cut short, not because the appointed time has been missed, but because of our actions or because we abuse the temple that we hold. So if I consistently overeat and I do not exercise and I do not treat my body well, the Bible's, it's not so much the Bible says, my body will give up. And so if I treat the temple badly, I may end up standing in front of the Lord earlier than expected. You can go before your time. And so please keep this in mind. So what does... So when the Bible says all things that pertain unto life and godliness are given to us through the knowledge of God, what do we do? That means at all times we want to do what God says we should do at any particular point in time, because that assures us that no matter what we face, God is there present. Very, very good question. Very, very good question. So can somebody go to heaven earlier than expected yes they can the, uh, the body can be broken down but god is still in absolute control so that means although it may be earlier than god predicted he is ready or he has a plan that this is what um he wants to happen and he will he's ready even no matter what happens on our side God is ready with a plan to make sure everything works out. That's the blessing of the foreknowledge of God. So that's what, it, so please keep that in mind. Great question. Can you die before your appointed time? As long as you're walking with God, no, you're, no, you won't. But if we then get involved and we walk away from his control or away from his guidance and we do things, something as simple as overeating, something as simple as worrying, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verses Philippians 4, 6 to 8, the Bible says, be anxious about nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, and with thanksgiving, make your requests known unto God. But if you choose to build a life of worry, then you will eventually break down the blessings and the goodness that God has placed in your body, and your body will expire early. I hope that's made my point. I, that, that's a really good question. Really, really good question. So let's have a look. Um, I'm, I'm great questions. I, I really, uh, great questions. Okay. All right. Let's have a look at this. So the, the Bible says, let's have a look at 2 Peter 1 verses 5. And we'll just go through a few things because there is a part for us to play. Remember, hope is not abstract. It is built upon the promises and the guidelines of God. So this is what Peter says from verse 5. And I'm going to switch to the King James Version of the Bible. And we're going to have a look at what this thing. So verse 5 says the following. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. That means the faith that you came to Jesus Christ with, the Bible says, giving all diligence. Do 
everything within your power. Diligence is doing the right things at the right times in the right manner. Do the things that giving all diligence. And the Bible says, add to your faith. And then the Bible uses the word virtue. So I am now in 2 Peter 1 verse 5. Virtue translated means courage. That means courage or the phrase used is manliness, which is where we get the, the, um, the term from. It means standing up in the face of great danger. Add to your faith what? Courage. Ladies and gentlemen, courage is necessary. You've got to add to your faith the ability to confront what scares you the most with the weapons that God has given you. And those weapons are the promises of God, the word of God, your access to the Lord, the weapons of our warfare, to use a phrase that we find. Courage. That means in the face of great danger, keep moving. And so let me say this over your life before, right? we, we won't run out of time. Before you go into 2021, develop courage. No matter what is on the other side of the coin, God is with you and you will be all right. Keep going. The be every benefit that has come to you through this season of the lockdown, this season of the pandemic, everything you've discovered, be brave enough to follow through on it in 2021. Let's keep going. Then J Peter says, and to virtue, knowledge. Knowledge is, a, is, is an interesting word. The reason I said knowledge, it is the word gnosis the act of knowing or where we get the word science. And so let me just say this carefully. Hope is wonderful. And I, and I heard a definition of hope and faith on Sunday. And it was, I, I know I'm going to embarrass somebody, but it was um, given by Divine when she was talking to Iowa Watona on the Rock service. It was amazing. And it's the framework of your miracle is your hope. The actions or the ingredients of your miracle is your faith. And it's a, it was a, such a beautiful definition. The Bible says, when it says to your courage, add knowledge, basically put the word to test. Use what you know. Confront what is standing in front of you by the word of God. And that's one of the beautiful things. Science is a test process. And once you've developed something, we've discovered that, okay, based upon this, this happens. Ladies and gentlemen, put your faith to work. In the coming year, what does your hope demand? What's your hope made of? Put the word to test. Put the word in your mouth. Put the word in your thoughts. Put the word in your actions. Be courageous, yes, but then put the word to work on your behalf. Say it every day. Believe it. And I'm not saying everything. Just say what concerns your matter, what you're going through. Find a scripture that speaks into your situation and speak it over your life, okay? The Bible then says, to knowledge, temperance. That's 2 Peter 1 verse 6. The Bible says, and to knowledge, temperance. That means you've now got virtue or courage. You've got knowledge. It says temperance. Temperance is be measured in all your actions. Temperance means through it it's the it's the element of where we get character the essence of temperance is that i'm steady don't be swayed by the things around you hold on to the word of god stand firm you see when we think about temperance when we think about the word temperance it means self-control Keep you under control. Keep your mind, your thoughts, your words, and your actions under control. Don't let, and don't feed them what they don't need to know. Don't spend your time imagining a nightmare. So temperance, okay? And then the Bible says to temperance, patience. Patience is that state of confidence where you are calmly waiting for something promised and doing all that is required to bring it to pass walking patience and so when the bible says patience and this is 
it's, <laughs> there's, there's only two more. So patience is really key. Patience means I am confident enough that because God has spoken, I can hold on. Remember when we were speaking about hope last week, we had a look, we had a look at Hebrews chapter 10 and we read from um, Hebrews 10. I'll pull it up. And we read from verse 36. Now read it from the Amplified Bible. The Bible says, for you have, so Hebrews 10, 36. We read it last week. Um, so let's, we, we can just jump on that. Hebrews 10, 36. For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. Verse 37, for still a little while, a very little while, and the coming one will come and he will not delay. That's what patience is. That is your, you have to develop a mechanism to stick with it until what you're looking for shows up. Um, Okay, great question. When you think about God's word, is it okay to say it in your heart or should you say it out loud? Interesting process. Let me put this in a, in, in a simple test. If I was to ask you to count to 10 in your head and when you get to seven, I was to ask you to say your name, you notice in your head, you will stop counting. It's okay. There, remember the, the, the stages of study in the Bible. Read, study, meditate, and confess. Now, why is that important? So what should you do? Do all four with the word of God. Keep the word of God in your heart. I agree. Absolutely wonderful. But if you want the word of God in your heart to make an impact in your world, you have to speak it from your heart into your world. And so there, you must do both. That's why the Bible says in um, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, is, I've got a great question. In Joshua 1, verse 8, the Bible says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. It is both your expectation and your desire, but you are saying what you want to see for a very simple reason. Romans 10 Verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. So when you begin to speak the promises of God into your world, it builds your faith, which is the ability for you to take actions. Okay. It is the ability for you to take an action so that you get the benefits. Great question. Um, great question. Okay. So let's keep that. Let's, so let me, let me go on. So we've, we've dealt with endurance and patience. So I'll, I'll keep going and then I'll answer a few more questions. Um, and there's, there's some good ones. So the Bible says, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. Let me say this loud, ladies and gentlemen. The environment of miracles that God demands is holiness. The Bible says, and to patience godliness you cannot achieve what god has promised outside of his environment now a scientist will tell you that for when they do tests they create a controlled environment to make decisions now this is the same thing a controlled environment for the promises of god is the godliness or the life that jesus promises us and so you will not get the best out of God's word if you choose to create an environment that God did not ask you to create. And that's so, so important. So, so, so important. Okay. All right. So let's, let me just wrap this up. Um, two more things and then I'll stop. Um, so let's, so that godliness. So verse seven says unto godliness, brotherly kindness. We've spoken about that before that the key element, the key element 
of obtaining miracles many times is kindness to others. There, it's, it's all over the Bible. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the triggers of your miracle, to use a phrase, will be found in you being kind to somebody else in need in the next 12 months. Keep that in mind. And the Bible says that to brotherly kindness, that's being kind to somebody else. The Bible says add charity or love. The Bible says God is love. You've got to make sure that your life in God is solid. It, remember, you and he are in a relationship. The closer the relationship, the more effective the outcome of the promises that you will face. And so ladies and gentlemen, what are we saying? We're saying that your hope is built on the promises of God, but you have a part to play in bringing those promises to pass. And these things, the Peter says, if you do these things, if they are in you and they are abounding, irrespective of what happens next year, the Bible says you will find yourself in fruitfulness and abundance. So ladies and gentlemen, as you go into Christmas, as you go into the new year, let your hope rise. So let me say a prayer and then I'll hand over to Pastor Shola. Father Almighty God, I ask, um, I ask in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I pray very simply, Father, let the hopes of your people, let the promises that you have granted to us form the building blocks of a life that glorifies you, irrespective of what your people are going through, my father. We pray for the miraculous to come through your word, as you have said today. In Jesus' name, may they have the most amazing new year because of the promises of God, which will form the foundation of their hope. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' most holy name, amen and amen. I will hand over to Pastor Shola, who has a few announcements. Hope you enjoyed it, ladies and gentlemen. And Baj, thank you so much. Thank you so, so, so much. Really grateful. And um, I'm sure I'm expressing the views of every single person. Um, just lending yourself over the last few weeks. We are grateful to God. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, just trusting that all that we have learned, all that we have journeyed together in the word over this last few weeks and months, they will bear fruit in all of our lives. I mean, you know, there's no way you can immerse yourself in the word of God and it not bear fruit. Um, so that's my additional prayer for every single one of us as well. Um, three things very quickly as we end. First is that we're going to take a break for two weeks. Um, next Sunday, next Monday, I beg your pardon, is Bank Holiday Monday. And, and then the following Monday is the Monday immediately after the 1st of January. Um, so we thought to take a two-week break um, just for you to enjoy the Christmas period and, and the season. And then we will recommence the second Monday of the new year. I think that will be, let me just check this very quickly. So that will be um, the, sorry, let me, let me just, yeah. yeah. So, so we, we're, we're breaking for next Monday, the 28th and Monday, the 4th of January, I beg your pardon. That's the Monday after our, a New Year's service, and then we'll recommence on Monday the 11th. So please bear that in mind. Um, we pray that over this Christmas period, we wanted to ask you to please be your neighbor's keeper. Um, you know, the joy of Christmas is that we are spending it together with one another, spread, spreading the joy of Christmas. So just wanted to ask you as many as are able to, 
particularly in this group um, that has formed over the weeks and months. Just reach out to somebody, make somebody's day, call somebody on Christmas Day. Don't just do Christmas by yourself. That's the beauty of family. And that leaves me um, to just say uh, happy Christmas. Wish every one of you a very merry, merry Christmas and look forward to seeing you in the new year. Have a wonderful new year. Don't forget, we've got carol service on Wednesday, Christmas service on Friday, and then our, our, our next service on Sunday. And we'll see you on the other side of the new year by God's grace. All of us will be there uh, by God's grace. So Merry Christmas, guys, and um, look forward to a new year. God bless you.